0: Seventeen, hear a just cause, O Yahweh, attend to my cry, give ear to my prayer, from lips free of deceit, from your presence, let my vindication come, let your eyes behold the right, you have tried my heart, you have visited me by night, you have tested me, and you will find nothing. I have proposed that my mouth will not transgress with regard to the works of man by the word of your lips. I have avoided the ways of the violent. My steps have held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me. Hear my words. Wondrously show your steadfast love, O Savior, of those who seek refuge from their adversaries at your right hand keep me as the apple of your eye hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who do me violence my deadly enemies who surround me they cl- close their hearts to pity with their mouths they speak arrogantly they have now surrounded our steps they set their eyes to cast us to the ground he is like a lion eager to tear, as a young lion lurking in ambush. Arise, O Yahweh! Confront him! Subdue him! Deliver my soul from the wicked by your sword, from men by your hand, O Yahweh, from men of the world whose portion is in this life. You fill their womb with treasure. They are satisfied with children, and they leave their abundance to their infants. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you, Exodus 3, verse 14. Good day to you this day, which is Wednesday, December, or January 12th, uh, 2022. I am Pastor Neil Lemus, and this is your daily scripture meditation. Today we're going to read Genesis chapters 2, 3, and 4. So there's going to be quite a bit, and so we're going to jump right into it. these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that yahweh god made the earth and the heavens i'm going to step backwards for a little bit here um one of the things to keep in mind is that moses when he is presenting this genesis he is presenting it at the same time that he is presenting the ten commandments on mount sinai and so one could kind of see the reflection of it in um verse one through three there in chapter two there is this emphasis about resting well which commandment would this be well this is the third commandment um remember the sabbath day by keeping it holy very firmly reflected in this text and uh, yes on Monday when we read about creation we can see that as a reflection of the first commandment there is you shall have no other God before me because he alone created everything and so here is we're gonna venture is venture, and you can see it right in the heading is we are gonna start to venture into the um, we're gonna venture into the sixth commandment so it says So continuing here to verse 5, it says, When no bush of the field was yet yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up, for Yahweh God had not caused it to rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground, and the mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground, then Yahweh God formed the man of dust from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. And Yahweh God planted a garden in Eden, in the east, and there there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground Yahweh God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of God, good and evil. So I want to deal with first a couple things here first off notice the intimacy in which god created man all the other things he created he just said let there be this let there be this and it happened but when it came to man he got down he took the dust that he'd already created right he took that dirt and with that dirt he created man and he breathed into him by his own breath, he gave us breath, All right, He gave us the breath of life. Um, one thing, though, I have to address is that there is a confusion. Did we not read just in chapter one that God created man and woman in his own image? Why is he here creating another man? And in a little bit, we're going to read about him creating yet another woman. Does this, Is he creating two first men and two first women? Is he doing this two rounds? No, this, what is going on here is it's kind of, basically what you have here is this is a zoom in of day six of creation. So this is really still the same events that happen on day six in chapter one. It's the same thing, it's just giving more detail, all right? So it's not like two different events, it's the same event just with more detail, all right? And then you have this, by the way, the mention of the tree of life. This very, very big foreshadowing of the scriptures. There is a tree of life in the midst of the garden, pointing forward to another tree of life. A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first is the Pishon. It, it is the one that flowed around the whole land of havilah where there is gold and the gold of that land is good Bedelium and onyx stone are there the name of the second river is the Gehon. it is the one that flowed around the whole land of cush and the name of the third river is the tigris which flows east of assyria and the fourth river is the euphrates the yahweh god took the man and put him in the garden of eden to work it and keep it. And Yahweh God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but in the tr- of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Then Yahweh God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. So right here, we're starting to talk about marriage. And marriage, why was woman created? Because it was not good for the man to be alone. So the first reason that the woman was created was for companionship. But he didn't create any old creature. There's all these sorts of creatures he had, but he didn't create any old creature. He created a creature that would be suitable for the man. And so he created the woman. A helper fit for him, as it says. And don't take that word helper as a word of inferiority. Remember, as of note, when you get into the Gospel of John, you read that the Holy Spirit is referred to as the helper. And he is the third person of the Trinity. Now, that isn't, being the helper does not mean inferiority. It just refers to a different purpose. So men, women are not inferior, men are not superior, but they do have different purposes and different roles to play. So we're going to keep going here. Verse 24, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So they'll become one flesh. The way this is most visibly realized is in having a child. So yes, this goes back to be fruitful and multiply. That was the first command ever given to man. Be fruitful and multiply. So having children, that is what we are created to do. Now this doesn't mean just get married for the sake of getting married. Don't have. This does not mean to have kids just for the sake of having kids. I mean, you got to be mindful of who you marry. you got to be mindful of who you have kids with. And hopefully that's the person you married. But you got to be mindful of these things. Because you want to be fruitful. You don't just raise kids. You're not just throwing seeds wherever. You're raising good children. Children that are beneficial to society. Beneficial to the culture. So we're talking about being fruitful. And multiplying. Right? So... And then verse 25, it says, they were naked and unashamed. This is a sign that, for one, lust hasn't entered into the, um, to the equation. But even more, they're not ashamed of their own bodies. Because shame of our bodies is ultimately a sign of fall. It is because God created our bodies. And when we are ashamed of our bodies, we are ashamed of God who created us. And this is this is why it will be one of the first signs that they had fallen into sin. So, chapter three. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord Yahweh God had made. Note serpent here could mean dragon. I'll get back to that a little bit later. And he said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God Yahweh God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of Yahweh God among the trees of the garden. But Yahweh God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then Yahweh God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Yahweh God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all the beasts of the field, to dust you shall return the man called his wife's name eve because she was the mother of all living and yahweh god made for adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them then yahweh god said behold the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, Yahweh God sent him out from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, and at the east of the garden of Eden he placed a cherubim and flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. So i'm not going to go too much into this because i still have one more chapter to go through it otherwise it's going to run out of time it's going to go too long but just a little bit note this tree of life gets called back to we heard about it in chapter two this is kind of one of those things where you realize that death was a necessary evil death was to keep the world from being worse if we had per, if the tree were left in there and we ate of the tree of life We would live in a sin-fallen, sick, and broken, and twisted world, but we would never have death. Which means that the liberty, liberation that death can be, wouldn't exist. It means that you would never have an end to cancer. You would never have an end to to the effects of a stroke. You would never have the ends to so many of the horrible things that happen in this world. Death was something that God brought loud to happen. Because otherwise the world would be even worse than it can be. Worse than it is. But, note, that in this verse here, verse 15, He, the offspring of the woman, shall bruise your head, the serpent's head, and you shall bruise his heel. That's the promise of Jesus. That's the promise of the Christ. And by His tree of life, You will have true eternal life. Life without sin, death, sickness, and darkness. So God is already making a plan for salvation. Chapter 4 Now Adam knew his wife, his Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of Yahweh. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord, to Yahweh, an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And Yahweh had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. Yahweh said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then Yahweh said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And Yahweh said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to Yahweh, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then Yahweh said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And Yahweh put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. Then Cain went away from the presence of Yahweh and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. When he built a city, he called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Arad, and Arad fathered Mahalalel, and Mahalalel fathered father Mathushael, and Mathushael fathered Lamech. And Lamech took two wives. The name of the one was Adah, the name of the other Zelah. Adah bore Jabal, he was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubel. he was the father of all those who play the lyre and pipe. Zelah also bore Tubal-Cain, he was the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. The sister of Tubal-Cain was Naamah Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice, you wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. I've killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech is seventy sevenfold. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son, and Cave called his name Seth, for she said. God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. So Seth also was also a son was born, and he called his name Enosh. At that time, people began to call upon the name of Yahweh. This is the text. So... I'm not going to go too much into that, but you're hearing the consequence of the sin, the fall into sin. Murder is the primary thing that you got already. And notice they're calling upon the name of the Lord, calling upon the name of Yahweh. Notice it means that they're not living amongst Him the way that Adam and Eve did. This is showing, again, the consequence of sin. Man is not walking with God as he once did so we pray lord god we live in a world where we indeed call upon your name in trial and tribulation we call upon your name that you would save us from sickness sin and death and you have answered those prayers in the person of your son jesus as he has been the sacrifice for us to bring us life and salvation may you guide us in this hope incur it in this hope and promise in jesus name who taught us to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. We will not conclude with the hymn of the week because we're already getting kind of long. So, blessings.